everybody. Welcome to Cell Shade. I'm Nick. And I'm Tyler. And we are a podcast talking about anything and everything animation. As you guys probably already know, cell shading is a rendering technique that people use in animation. And we are prepared to occasionally throw some shade. Absolutely. Especially in this, our first episode, we're going to be talking about the first animated feature film in the United States, Snow White. And also, I mean, let's be real. We usually watch these things with a few drinks uh, and then start recording them with a few drinks just to loosen ourselves up. You're not going to get a slur podcast of us just like blah blah blah. But you know, um, we we do uh, believe in the, the good old fashioned queer tradition of hate watching. And not that we hate watch Snow White, we actually have a lot of lovely things to say about it. But there is also just a certain amount of, well, what the fuck is this? Um, and you know, alcohol just helps bring that out in us. Brings that out in us. Hold Sponsor on. Sponsor us, White Claw. Yes. Sponsor us, please. White Claw, we are drinking you all the time. You should just just sponsor us. We're just gonna, I'm not gonna, that's the only thing I want from this podcast. Yes. All right. And so for our first episode, I thought it would be really fun to just talk about what a lot of people, um, their intro to animation would be first, would be Disney. In particular, Disney's first ever animated feature, which is Snow White. So a little bit about Snow White, if you don't know, released in 1937, first animated feature in America. The first one was actually in 1912 in Argentina, but we won't get into that. Um, what was the name of it? It's called El Postal. Okay. Is it like on YouTube or anything? I, it is not on YouTube. It is actually a lost film. Oh, yeah. yeah. You told me that. That sucks. It's okay. incredibly unfortunate. I don't want to get into lost films right now, but it's something that I'm very against. As you know, by the way, we're engaged. Um, we're into, I'm very into the National Film Registry. This would be about, if you could see me when I like flash my ring a little bit. Oh, our like, rings are so nice. They're so nice. <laughs> we have really nice rings. But I'm very into preserving films in the National Film Registry. And by the way, fun fact about Snow White, it's one of the first 25 films to ever be preserved in, in the United States. Oh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, one of those. But um, El Apostol was a hand paper cut film in Argentina released in 1912, which is widely considered by historians to be the actual first animated feature film at 70 minutes long. It just bums me out. And I guess that's like those people who like find these and restore them and stuff. It really is. Because film preservation is a very important and a very tedious art form. I'm very glad that it's a thing. Um, and just going back on the subject of lost films, like Snow White could have been lost because at this point it's almost 100 years old. Granted, Disney would never let that happen. Well, yeah, but I see what you mean. Like at this point with how old it is, it could have been degraded to the point that we don't have it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that covers like stop motion, but Snow White in particular was traditional animation where it is hand-drawn, it is painted in frame by frame, and yeah, let's just get into it. So the thing about Snow White is Disney's first ever feature animated film. It is completely hand-drawn. It is all hand-painted, like I just said, and... Honestly, we just got done rewatching it again for like the hundredth time. It's really good. It's always worth a, a look back at it. Yeah, just like, rewatching it, you can see a lot of stuff that heart. It's like it just really sets the tone for everything that Disney is gonna be. Like I even said as soon as we saw the opening that it really looks like the opening for Sleeping Beauty again. Oh Sorry, yeah, I didn't even. Yes, Beauty and the Beast. Yes, it did. It no, there's no <laughs> way that wasn't on purpose because. Yeah. 
the the castle with the rock formation under it and then the sort of like zoom in mm-hmm. to that window i think it's even a stained glass window looks exactly like that and i i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they were referencing it i don't think it was like an accident or they were trying to like copy themselves i i imagine it was a an homage disney's just really fucking good at setting the tone because we really we just see this huge huge castle just off in the distance and the first thing i think is like i'm in for a show well and i think it's also something that has become more normalized for us with like our viewing but i'm imagining the audience at the time which i tried to do a lot during this is like just think from their perspective Mm -hmm. and I mean, more importantly than that, like, even before the castle comes in, we have these names in the credits, uh, like Quackenbush. (laughs) So I I just became obsessed with the names. Um, And maybe that's one nice thing about... His name was Wooly. Wooly Quackenbush? No. Wooly something. Wooly something, but then there was a Quackenbush. Was it Earl? Earl Quackenbush? I don't remember, but I was just sort of writing (laughs) down, like, madly different names, and Quackenbush stood out to me, and I'm like, I guess, I don't know, maybe there was just a time when cooler names worked on movies. So that was very exciting (laughs) for me. Yeah, and that's like one of the first things he said in the opening is just like, what happened to fun names? What happened to fun names like Quackenbush? I just can't imagine like going into a situation and being like, hi, Mr. Quackenbush. No, just, okay. (laughs) And also before this, what we did is we wanted to just brush up on Snow White a little bit. So we read the fairy tale, or at least a version of the fairy tale that we saw. And already, like, we can just see a bunch of differences like that we saw in the beginning. And one thing that I also wanted to point out... And you were talking about specifically, you read the, the Grimm's. Yes, the yes. Grimm's one. I apologize, yeah. So yeah, Snow White is based off of the Grimm's Brothers fairy tale about um, a young girl and her evil stepmother and they're like royalty of an unnamed land and blah, 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 blah. Um, and the first character that we get introduced to in the um, Disney version is the evil queen and her magic mirror. And one thing I didn't know is that the magic mirror can't tell a lie. Because I honestly... Is that in the Grimm's? Yeah. That? Oh, okay. That is, it's not I mean, stated that makes in sense. the Disney one, but it's stated yeah. in Grimm's that he can only tell the truth. Because I honestly thought he could have saved a bunch of time. <laughs> He's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> she did. It's fine. Just telling, like, because um, like... I mean, changing the subject here, think about, like, Shrek. That magic mirror was always trying to cover his own ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then this one is just like, no, she's prettier he than you. He doesn't seem to have... I mean, he's definitely, like, if we're looking at his alignment... Chaotic def- neutral. I wouldn't even say chaotic. I think he's neutral neutral. Like... Oh, yeah, well... Because he just... He isn't yeah, really there for anyone or anything. It's just like, all right, here you go. Yeah, a um, true neutral. Yeah, he's, yeah, that's what it's called. True yeah. neutral. I... No, I feel like, to me, reading the Grimm's, I was actually just surprised at how the same it was. Because normally, I mean, if you compare it to uh, Cinderella or Rapunzel uh, or some of the other Grimm's fairy tales that became Disney movies, uh, Princess and the Frog, uh, they wildly adapted it. And for good reason, partially because it is very dark and very gruesome, but also because it... It just doesn't make for a very solid film. So they adapted them very heavily, whereas Snow White is pretty spot on. Yeah, they changed like a few details. They cut some stuff out, but beyond that, it was, I mean, it was basically the same storyline, which was... Well, let's just go through those like changes, especially like in just plot progression, because after we get introduced to the queen and we see Snow White sing into the well, which I think is really stupid... (laughs) Who's oh my gosh, can I just say, we played, I don't know if you ever played the Disney drinking game, but it's every time they say, uh, wish, 
love or something else you have to drink and then I remember playing it with this movie and that song killed us because the the echo so as I'm wishing drink I'm wishing drink for the one I love drink for the one I love drink <laughs> and, like, and we were oh no we would be dead we were dead by the end of the film like after was... she sings into the well and gets introduced to the prince who rudely interrupts her song we see kind of like the first shift because when the queen sends the huntsman out to collect Snow White, she says, kill her. And in the, um, the fairy tale, she says, bring me her liver and lungs. And in Disney, they say heart. I honestly don't know what it is about Disney and hearts, but they I kind of said heart is precedent. also just like less gruesome. To me, that's your chest. You have to open the whole chest cavity. I know logistically it's just as gruesome, but when you start saying things like liver and lungs, because people talk about hearts, right? We say my heart, my heart is full, my heart is happy. We say all these things about hearts in very like generic, abstract terms, but like (laughs) lungs and liver just do that. (laughs) like they're just organs so i feel like when you say something like give me her lungs and her liver you're like holy shit he's gonna carve her up (laughs) whereas like if you just say give me her heart you kind of just see it as like more emotional a child might even imagine like the valentine heart you know like just the i'm making a, a, a finger image at you as if they can see it but like to you know, the two, like, butt cheeks stuck together. Like, <laughs> that's sort Someone of... Someone bending over, and then you dot, yeah. you dot your eyes with little ass. Like, a child <laughs> might even just imagine that mm-hmm. versus, like... And I think also symbolically it makes sense, too. You know, and it's... But... It's a thing you can't really live without, because as long as you have two, a liver can is known to regenerate after you yeah. cut a piece off. I mean, not that she knew that. Oh, yeah, true. It was, like... They, she doesn't know anything about medicine. She doesn't know it. She's like, mm, <laughs> bring me one of her inside things. She's a queen. She has better <laughs> shit to do than study medicine. I'm she sorry. does eat them in the book, too. The oh, book. Yeah, the that's story. Nasty. But yeah. She But I think that's just like the final fuck you to Snow White. Oh yeah. It's, like, well I believe I mean a lot of cultures believe that if uh, a body is cannibalized, that it the soul cannot go to heaven. Oh, shit. So, That's yeah, she's, like, really making sure that this doesn't happen. The idea of, like... Because that was a big thing in um, Shakespeare's uh, Titus Andronicus, because she... They, spoiler alert, someone feeds her children to her in a pie, and, like, that's the big bad thing there, is that, like, it's not just that they're dead. Yeah. It's, like, now you've consumed their body, therefore they can't go to heaven. Shit. Yeah, so, like, no, she means business. Like, I mean, the, the evil queen, and we'll, we'll talk about her a lot during this, I, she's one of my favorite Disney villains, I think just because she's so fabulous and specific, and, I mean, this is really her movie. Like, I mean, we're, we open with her goal. Like, I don't know what Snow White wants. What does Snow White want? You know, like, but the evil queen is pretty clear. I don't think really know clear. what Snow White truly wants, because, I mean, she knows, like, I guess we know she wants a boyfriend. She has the wanting song. She wants she has a she wants a boyfriend. I guess she sings about it someday and her prince will come. And he does. So I guess that that's true, but she doesn't pursue that. Yeah. She doesn't seem to be doing anything to get a prince. She just wants one. Yeah, and it's weird. He just like shows up out of nowhere and we never say like what country he's from, but we have to assume he's from a different country because if he's the prince of this country and she's the princess, and they're siblings. <laughs> well, and that's something from the Grimm's fairy tale where it seemed pretty clear that he was from a neighboring country. Yeah. Because then he marries her at the end, and they have the queen 
killed. I'm gonna get into that at the end, but like oh, I bring okay. this all back around. We're, we'll wait for it. We'll wait <laughs> but, for it. But yes, um, going into the next thing, it's um, so the huntsman tracks her down and then famously tells her to run away, and then he takes the lungs and liver, or in this version, the heart of a pig, and gives it to the queen. Um, but I just want to talk quickly about the sequence where she's running through the forest and how beautifully done it is. Like it is these, very interesting. Like, these swirling colors and just eyes everywhere and just that trick of, like, if you're in a high-anxiety situation, everything looks like anything else besides whatever the hell you're looking at. Yeah, I think it was just neat how this movie in general does mm-hmm. a lot of animation techniques of being like, well, this is animated, so it doesn't need to look real and we can get an emotion out of something. Yeah. Uh, like the way that they would blur things together and their use of like flashing colors mm-hmm. um, in a way they, they don't they kind of give up on it like it's weird when I look at this one's animation versus anything else I don't see that a lot like crazy uses of color mm-hmm. and you blurring images versus sharpening the focus and I know that those are terms with like a camera but they create that effect and like well, that's the thing is like they were still using normal cameras back then because like, oh, i guess that's true yeah they, they had to just take like you know one picture at a time yeah and all so together. they could blur it yeah, yeah. Okay. so it's very it's very meticulous and well done and i also just have to go to i'm not i can't remember the name of the actress but um they use a lot of rotoscoping which is like when they um have a real life actor stands still and then they draw over them. And it's very obvious that with her movements and how exaggerated they are, no one would really think to exaggerate someone in that way. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's pretty obvious that they drew over someone who's like, quote unquote, overacting. I love looking at those yeah. pictures because they've come out since. Mm-hmm. I feel like they used to try to kind of like keep that away because they didn't want to ruin the illusion. Yeah. But I love looking at the actors who are on set doing that, especially with. Like, uh, Tinkerbell is really interesting because she's, like, they created all these giant sets that she was around. Which is so, I didn't even know that's so cool. Yeah, you can find these all online, I think with Alice, too. And a lot of times the people doing the voice were also doing the movement. Like, Mm -hmm. I know the woman who did, um, Maleficent and Madame Tremaine is the same person. Oh, that's awesome. She, you can find pictures of her on set doing a lot of that stuff. And I know, like, Little Mermaid, it's not... Jodie Benson didn't do the stand-in, but, like, a lot of her, like, when she, uh, when Ariel blows her bangs up, it, which is pretty iconic at this point, yeah. it, that was just the actress, like, waiting for the next thing. Like, yeah. she was just chilling on set, probably had a very obnoxious wig on, and then we're like, <laughs> and then it, <laughs> they wanted it, they thought it was, like, very cute and very, like, something a 16-year-old would do to get her hair out of her face, and, yeah. like... Disney's a big practice, like, they practice that a lot of just, like, using real-life people and I think it's like for me personally since like you can really see that they really tried to focus in on just that person because Snow White's proportions compared to a lot of Disney princesses and just Disney characters in general later they're incredibly realistic obviously like the eyes are a little bigger than they would be but she's just so like realistically proportioned which is something that they obviously stay away from and Another thing that I noticed is that I don't think they drew any women with ears 
until, <laughs> until well, Snow White. No, Snow White doesn't have ears. The, the the queen in this movie had her hood, and even when she became the old hag, had the hood. No women have ears. Ears until, are hard to draw. Until Cinderella, and even then, Cinderella didn't have them. All the other women did, but and, they were ugly, so that means ears are ugly. In all fairness, <laughs> Snow White barely had a nose. <laughs> like, she had a nose. Barely. They were like two dots when you looked directly barely at Barely had a nose. I don't. I, I just, that's the thing that always bothered me is that like if she's looking straight to camera, again, I'm talking about it in terms of just like an actress on the set, but if she's looking straight to camera, there's no nose. And I was like, what? Where did her, it just, it's, it freaks me out. That, that's just all I gotta say. Like, it, I don't know if you've heard of the horror movie. I think it's The Woman Without a Face, where it just. Oh, you that, mean Penelope with Christina Ritchie? No, she has a big <laughs> nose. I know. <laughs> she has too much nose. Uh, no, she is like, yeah, anyway. That's what it reminds me of, because I'm like, that freaks me out. Yeah. Where's her nose? There's like no shadow. That's the issue, is that your nose naturally casts a shadow, and hers has none. I wonder if that's just like an issue with the painting that they had, because they hand-painted every single frame, and you can even see the differences in color, because like... Um, and like at this point in the plot, she got introduced to all the animals of the forest. And when the rabbits were coming in, you could see the different shades of brown in the rabbits flashing on and on, off and on screen. And I wonder if that's just an issue with them not being able to paint those shadows in. Well, I know they had people specifically like after she was animated, give her makeup was one of the special features I've seen. Speaking of makeup, the evil queen's blush goes all up and down her face. Oh yeah. No, they like were specifically going in and like giving them blush, which is something that you notice that later Disney princesses don't have any impression that they're wearing makeup. Mm -hmm. Like, they obviously have a perfect complexion, but, like, you don't get the impression that they're wearing makeup. Or as a Snow White, like, you definitely are, like, bitch has blush on. I have to play devil's advocate because I saw a meme, like, a week ago which said, this is Elsa without makeup, and her eye is, like, this big. Well, she has, like, <laughs> eyeshadow on. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, like, why? Because <laughs> she wants to look good. It's probably not even real eyeshadow. It's probably ice shadow. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Okay, if she can make a dress, she can make eyeshadow. I guess, yeah. It was purple, though. Oh, no, she can, she makes colors. Anyways, back to Snow White. We, at this point in the movie, are about to get to the dwarf's castle. Sorry, little cottage. Yeah. After she completely colonizes and disrupts this ecosystem. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's like, <laughs> I live here now. I'm helping. Oh, yeah, and then um, she just, like, <laughs> commands these woodland creatures who, for some reason, just obey her every whim, invade this house, clean it up, and the dwarves are visibly upset by it. I don't know why everyone listens to her. Like I'm She's just, 14 and she's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess she, they do figure out that she's the princess pretty quickly. Now that I'm thinking Oh, she about just it. says so, because she says my 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 um, stepmother, the evil, she says evil queen? Or did she just say the I queen? I think she said my stepmother, the queen. I don't know if she said evil queen. Because I feel like that sounds a little... Biased on the <laughs> <It's the bad laughs> My stepmother's a bitch. <laughs> I know, even that makes sense to me though, but I'm just trying to imagine saying, like, you know, my stepmother, the evil queen. Yeah. You know, like, as if that isn't really. <laughs> also, can we talk about how grumpy just is, like, acting like everyone's Republican uncle? Because immediately he's like, she's evil. <laughs> and, <he's> like, <laughs> and he just kind of sounds like a person who's like giving a government conspiracy theory, you know, and he's like, she can turn invisible. 
She might even be in the room right now. If she could fucking turn invisible, how cool. That would have been very cool, but it was also very like, the government's listening. Mm -hmm. Hey, everyone. She's, no, I've heard about this. Hillary has a pedophile ring in the basement of a Papa John's <laughs> or a Pizza Hut or whatever it was, and it wouldn't have been Papa John's. Um, I don't go to Papa John's because it's gross. Yes. <laughs> also, <laughs> <But> it was... <laughs> because... <laughs> well, yes, there's that. But I would just say, like, that's what it sounded like to mm -hmm. me. It sounded like one of those, like, you know, that Hillary killed a man, right? Like, that's what he sounded like. He was like... And I guess in this case, Grumpy was right. She is an evil queen. <laughs> but, like, it was just funny because... And then he gets all, like, pissy about, like, washing his hands. And he's like, I'm not going to wash my hands. Fake news. Those aren't real. I don't need to wear a mask. Like, it was very, <laughs> like, he was so grumpy. <laughs> and I was like, you just kind of sound like everyone's Republican uncle who's oh like, how dare you? The government <laughs> is out to get you. <laughs> and let's just, let's just take a moment to just talk about the dwarves because... This is another difference between the fairy tale and um, the Disney movie is the dwarves in the fairy tale are immaculately clean. That was interesting that they said it was so neat. My theory on that is that they're like, they all are like a little OCD and that they just don't have time after working all day to also make sure their home is spotless. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, can you please just stay here and like, you'll take care of that. Well, we go and collect diamonds, apparently, is their job. I also just noticed this, too, is, like, they talk about cleaning, and Grumpy says this, when he then they start washing up and washing their hands to eat this horrible dinner that she cooks for them and obviously burned. Like, <laughs> she, well, she burned fell the it. fuck asleep! There she, was a fire! She fell asleep and almost burned it. But anyway... Can you imagine coming home and I passed out on the couch and there's, like, a pot of something on the stove? You would be like, you could have killed us. <laughs> Even worse, you could have killed our cat. Yeah, I was like, he's our cat is in the house. He could have suffocated. Yeah, uh-uh. But he says during the washing up sequence, oh, so we're just going to like put you guys, what does he say, um, ribbons and perfume next. And it's such a weird thing is like Disney movies prescribe cleaning to femininity and like lowliness. Well, it's not just Disney movies. I know, but, yeah, but then it at is the same like, time... <laughs> In the, all, in the first two Disney movies where we see women cleaning, that is, like, when they're considered, like, lowly and mistreated because she's, cause Snow White and Cinderella are wearing rags when they're cleaning and they're trying to make themselves happy by singing. And it's just... It's not fair. So Snow White doesn't seem to be mad about cleaning. Just to, like, look at another side of this. Like, Cinderella obviously is very miserable. You cannot tell me that Snow White isn't miserable. She is not. She's, she's talking to animals with no friends. No, she, she is always like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And then, like, immediately after being... Well, she's 14. And she's chased <laughs> out of the woods when she finds out her stepmother wanted to kill her. And has a full-on panic attack. And then wakes up and is giggling and singing within five seconds. Later. no. No, she's on something. She's on a drug, and like, there's absolutely no way that she's miserable ever. You know, she's. But yeah, it's. But I just find it so weird. Also, what is with the second dress? I wrote that down because she's she in rags, in with it. and it even said in the intro that the children couldn't read, and I imagine that all parents were just reading out loud to their <laughs> children in the audience. But it said in the intro that Snow White had to dress in rags. But she and has this beautiful dress. She has like that very sort of 
uh, Middle Ages style, yeah, like poofy yeah. sleeve, weird color division thing. But it was like... But she then ruins. I was like, but, but where was this? I don't know. I think that was like, that threw me off a little bit. Because I was like, where'd she get that dress, bitch? I, but what I wanted to get at is like, we only, like we see, like cleaning is always shown as women at their lowest. Yet when men try to do it, they always just like belittle it even more. And it's... But I mean, then, where are the men cleaning in anything? And then, but then, like, the, other than that, women did, like, in Snow White, she is either cleaning something or not doing anything because she's a princess. This is what I'm saying. I don't even really think it should be called Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I think it should be, like, the evil queen who had a vanity problem and it didn't work out for her. Literally a vanity problem. Oh, yeah. the mirror. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's, like, she had an issue, but it does... I mean, it opens with the evil queen's problem. Mm-hmm. She wants to be the fairest one of all, but Snow White is obviously, like, growing up and getting prettier. And that's, like, to me, an active goal that she's pursuing, whereas, like, Snow White, yeah, she wants a prince, but what does she do to accomplish that? You know, like, it doesn't really make sense. It's really about the evil queen. Which is honestly fascinating. It's not an admiral goal. I actually just want to (laughs) go back to the evil queen really quick. Because I know that a lot of people talk about this issue with Disney where evilness is usually like prescribed to being ugly. The evil queen is stunning. Well, and that wasn't as much of a thing because this movie made them in Wizard of Oz want to make the Wicked Witch hot. Mm -hmm. And they were going to and had another woman cast and then someone was like no no bad witches are ugly and then they went back and tried to like put ugly makeup on that actress she Mm -hmm. quit because i mean it was hollywood at that time so she's like i can't be ugly in a movie i'll never work again it's kind of like a joan crawford thing where she never wanted the ugly and then betty davis is just like make me look disgusting (laughs) yeah it just wasn't gonna happen and so yeah i mean i would say maleficent looks really good still the only difference is that her skin is tinted a different color. Is yeah. it green or is it like a like a green? It's color? like a green. I haven't seen that movie. But I'm not even really sure if like she's actually green or is just constantly in weird lighting. I think she's actually green. Okay. Um, but it's, I mean, she's still like pretty though, and I guess really Maybe from then on though, most stuff. of them are ugly from then on, or at least like the idea that we're supposed to get is that they're undesirable in some way. Yeah, which we'll get into that to and we'll get into that later with the evil queen's death in particular. But let's just get back to the like the main part of the plot. So she's met the dwarves. She's just invaded their home, <laughs> and it does a whole and, and like in the fairy tale, she does a whole Goldilocks and the Three Bears thing where she tries all their shit, and they're not named in the fairy tale. They're only named in the Disney one. Which, by the way, fun fact. When they picked the seven, Dopey and Sneezy, I believe, did not exist. They were replaced by Jumpy, which I'm guessing is someone who literally just jumps all around and has a bunch of energy. I think he's scared, probably. Oh, that would be even more fun. Yeah, I think he's a frightened, jumpy creature. Okay. Either or. I would like that, too. And then there's an unnamed one, which they were then replaced by Sneezy and I think Dopey. they explored a lot of names from what I saw, though. There was, like, a different... There's a ton. There was... Like you said, there's, like, Klepto. There's Klepto, Perverted... <laughs> <laughs> bastard. Just, He's just a bastard. <laughs> um, homophobic. Oh, God. He was the worst. It was weird because there were no gay characters, but he just kept talking about it. He's grumpy. He's the grumpy uncle. <laughs> I'm furious. Um, but I just, I, from what I was reading, the one that they knew about for sure and they always wanted was Doc. They had to have someone who, like, 
almost quote unquote was up his own ass. He was very... Which is weird. They never have that. All he does is he confuses words. Not even a stutter. He just confuses words sometimes. It was a little weird. Yeah. Even when I was a child, I was annoyed that he didn't have an adjective. Yeah. Because I was like, Doc, that's like a profession. What yeah. it, it, and he's it, the self-assumed <laughs> leader because he has that profession. But, but, but that's always... not his job. His job is collecting diamonds. Everyone's job. Well, they call him Doc because he has glasses that don't fit because, you know, they go on the sides of the... The glasses go on the side of his face, essentially. His eyes are so close together. I'm just, yeah, I'm also just trying to figure out their jobs. Yeah. Because we were talking about this, and you're like, well, wouldn't they just be, like, millionaires at this point with the amount of, like, gems they were collecting? They throw into a vault for their own later use slash selling. I I don't understand. I mean, my theory is that they worked for a large corporation. So it's like... (laughs) Capitalism started here. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like a large corporation is collecting these. They hire the dwarves. Because if if those were theirs, they should all at least be able to have their own room. Yeah. If not their own house. Uh, It was really weird that they all sleep. I mean, it's essentially like a one-room situation because they, they, they don't even have a separate room. It's it's like a loft. It's a loft. They have their beds on the loft and they all sleep together. And it's like... And maybe that's into, maybe they're into that. Maybe this is all just some sort of weird sex thing. And I don't know. We don't know if they're brothers. I still assume that Grumpy's the oldest because I go by whose beard is longer. Which is... That's science. Um, <laughs> but at this point in the story, she is in their house. She's already established that we, she's going to clean and cook and sew and do something else for them. And they're fine with it. Um, and then we also talked about... I like how detailed we are going over the plot. I'm just imagining the person listening to this going, yes... Thank you for the first time through Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> you know what? If they're still here, good for them. We consider you a fan. Um, we talk about the turtle masturbating in the laundry pile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, so clearly a chipmunk washing clothes on this turtle shell as he was in ecstasy. Like, just elated... Uh, in pleasure. He I was hate so this ha- term, but getting his rocks off. Yeah, and he was so... And then someone tries to pull the squirrel away, and the turtle angrily grabs him and pulls him back to the shell. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, th- it was really weird to watch. And you know there's just some pervert animating this shit. Like, okay, guys. No, they thought it was funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was, but anyways, that was the dwarf pervert. <laughs> more nonsense happens because we have so many nonsensical musical numbers, like them square dancing and just Well, you gotta look at okay. In its defense though, in the time period and just in general with different art forms, like with theater as well, there were it was very commonplace to have a break of dancing and music. Mm-hmm. Like to take a break from the plot. I mean, Shakespeare does it all the fucking time. Uh, where it's like, and now a song, you know, like... My personal experience is singing in the rain where they have like a 15-minute musical number that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, no, and I feel like that is more of a thing that we point out now, mm-hmm. That, but it, at the time, you were going for entertainment, and that entertainment would come in many forms, right. even if those forms deviated from the plot. Uh, it's not as weird... Yeah. When you look at, like, older plays, that would definitely just, like, take a break for some juggling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, all right, let's... <laughs> and another thing with these nonsensical plots is, like, the movie, like, they're mostly revolving around the dwarves and Snow White connecting and just developing that bond. Yeah. And, like, this movie was actually going to be a lot more about the dwarves. 
until Walt Disney took a look at it and said like, this is mostly just musical numbers. We need something to really hook people. And so the Evil Queen and Snow White in the first iteration of this film were really side characters, like even more so. Yeah. And then they started to like really integrate them. Like I really think back to what you said where the first thing we see is the Evil Queen's goal. Like that was probably thrown in at the end, which is like a cool thing to think about like how iconic she is it's just one of these things where i see all these nonsense scenes and i think there was supposed to be more i I know (laughs) it is kind of weird because like the movie is short and then they'll have like a whole like 15 minute sequence about washing hands yeah it is an hour and 24 minutes and you're like how do we have time how do we have time to watch them wash their hands for this long the actual plot points move along pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and if you edit it out all the the stuff that maybe didn't seem necessary, it would probably be like a 30-minute film. I I mean, it's very... uh, But I think that also just shows the difference of the way the, the, you know, film has changed Mm -hmm. as well. Like, and just the way we look at entertainment. Yeah. Now we want it to be a clear-cut story and any deviation from that plot is seen as negative now. But I don't really think that that's the way that audiences felt then. Yeah. Also... Fun fact, though, if the person who does the voice of Snow White is, <laughs> this is so also awful. the person who says, oh. wherefore art thou, Romeo, in oh. Wizard of Oz. That's her. And that's, oh. like, one of her only jobs. Because Walt Disney, like, this. This is what's went, awful. A, went way out of his way to not let anyone cast her ever again. People would contact him and be like, oh, we really want to have her for this. And he'd be like, no. No, because he didn't want to ruin the illusion. It was really important to him that, like... She is Snow that, White. That she is Snow White, and that if a child heard her in something else, in, like, some Coke commercial or whatever, like, it would ruin it. Yeah. Like, and it's just such a bizarre way of thinking that we don't have now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, that was an issue for a while. They didn't ever want to want her voice being heard ever again with anyone else. I just find that so weird because it really just stifles her. And I thought that that would just set a really bad precedent of having anyone work with Disney. But it didn't because they must have just blown up after this then. I mean, and I don't think... I don't think that rule applied to later movies. Yeah. Also, I, thinking about like... She actors. was young and she was a female. So I feel like in their minds, they're like, well she'll get married or whatever. But it's also one of those things where thinking back to actresses and actor and actresses careers, like they were tied to a studio. Whereas now you're kind of just like, you can balance between anything. I think the idea of being a career professional Mm -hmm. in film wasn't as much of a thing, you know, like that that would be your, the rest of your life and that that's your livelihood wasn't as much of a thing. So it probably didn't seem as weird to him. I mean, it's still fucked up. Don't get me wrong. Oh, of course. But like, I think from his perspective, he probably wouldn't have even thought of it as that weird yeah. to stifle someone's career and voiceover. Like, oh, what does it matter? Mm-hmm. Which is weird. because And I can't find anything about her being upset about it either. Like, even later in life when it would have been okay for her to speak out about it, like, I've never heard anything like, oh, he ruined me. She was still doing stuff with them. She was still, like, at, like, different anniversary stuff, mm-hmm. singing Someday My Prince Will Come. Like... They seem to treat their Disney princesses pretty well because they always seem to come back for shit. Or maybe they just can't get any other work, so that's what they always do. But, like, Joni Benson is always with them. She's enchanted. She's doing everything. Pedro Hera is always coming back to do everything with them. I do know the actress, and maybe this should just be another episode, but I do know the actress Fate Cinderella tried to sue them for money because VHS was just becoming a thing and the Cinderella, and they weren't getting any royalties. Ah. I mean, any residuals or royalties for it, and they should have been. Okay. Um... 
But maybe that's a whole other... That is a whole other... That's a whole other adventure, but I do know that Cinderella sued them. Let's get back to the plot. I think we went a little... Okay, so now, this is when the dwarves are just like, okay, you've been in our house. We've essentially made you our maid. We're going to go off and just, like, mind shit. And then the queen does this fabulous transformation. I'm obsessed with this whole sequence. I was when I was really little, too. I always loved when her hair came out of that hood. Yeah. I thought it was so cool. Like, I just thought, like, the wind blowing. I thought she looked so glamorous. But you still... So, it's weird. You see the... Her hair... Her bangs coming out of the front of the hood. And she has hair in back. But the hood is still on. It maybe doesn't make logistical sense. But, yeah. It was just... I had noticed that as well. I was yeah. like, where's the hair coming out? But it was just... It looked so cool. Yeah. Like, all of her hair just, like flowing out of the hood was I also, so... I also always, even as a kid, I was like, you have so much hair that you're just compressing into your body. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta just... be itchy and hot and yes. a nightmare. But she's all about beauty. And if she thinks that this is the pinnacle of beauty, she is gonna fucking do it. Well, also, I feel like that that was a common thing at that time, though. What time period does this take place in? This, I... From what I have looked at with different various different things it was supposed to be considered middle uh medieval times were you about to say middle east no okay. i wasn't i was hard to say middle ages okay. and then said middle evil okay instead of saying medieval <laughs> i was not gonna say the middle east okay um, um anyways so mm-hmm. she does this amazing transformation sequence there's this huge sweeping vortex scene which i'm not sure what they did to use to do this because they didn't introduce the multi-plane system until Pinocchio, which is like when they have like the vertical camera and they go down into separate planes to introduce this 3D effect. But it still looked so three-dimensional, so cool. And this is one of these cool moments in cinema where I'm just like, I don't know how they did that. It is really rad. And I don't think, uh, it's hard for me to think of, especially in later Disney movies, a moment that really hit me so hard as the witch as the queen transformation into the hag. Because it, it, it does. It looks really cool. The music and the colors and the weird sort of editing they do. They, they, they make it more abstract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to just, like, give you this full experience. It, it's, it's neat when her hands turn old and, like, the, yeah. when that cackle comes out. Like, it's very dramatic and I love yeah. it. it it's all very campy. Like, it, it's just so ridiculous. And you're like, I love this. Every minute of it. Yeah. Ah, it is just cool. And then she immediately goes down into these horrid catacombs where she then kicks an empty water jug into a skeleton. And she's like, are you thirsty? I, like, okay. what fucking the dead. What was that? I wrote that down. I said, who's this skeleton? Because I like, was like, well, well, She is a full-on torture chamber underneath her witchery. Like who's down there? And he clearly, bees. the skeleton's like reaching out too, so it looks like he like died of starvation there. Yeah. Like he was just like, "Help me!" And I'm like, "What the fuck? Who was this?" And I mean, my theory is, I mean, like our mind immediately goes to he because I think like skeletons in our minds look like dudes for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I bet it was a pretty girl. Oh shit! Yeah, I bet it was someone really pretty. It could have been a pretty. Oh my god, like a servant girl. She oh yeah, she had that bitch killed. Oh my god. I didn't even think about that. And there was another skeleton who was like, you know, off in the corner. And then she gets in like this little waterway and rows off to Snow White. Which, this is where we actually get into another difference between um, 
the Disney film and the fairy tale is the queen tries to kill Snow White in the fairy tale three times. Yeah, and this is like one of the things that I think works for removal because she yes. tries with like a bodice and then she tries with a comb and I'm like, yeah. At this point, you just think Snow White's complete fucking idiot when you're reading the Grimm's mm -hmm. right because so she, laces, <laughs> she laces her bodice up too tight to the point where she can't breathe the dwarves come and find her cut her free from the bodice and she can breathe again after like an hour or so at this point half of her brain is dead and then they, she gets poisoned with a comb because apparently in this version maybe she's just losing brain cells from each of these experiences and that's why she's so stupid a comb can poison you for some reason because it just imbues comb in your hair and, and I guess magic. it and then magic. it seeps into your scalp and then it kills another half of her brain so now she has a quarter of her brain left which is why she keeps trusting this queen yeah it just like was so funny because she keeps dressing up like a hag and going over there and I'm like I'm, I'm sorry I'm selling wares she keeps <laughs> saying wares wares <laughs> and I'm like gosh well I guess she's bored and where's she but... getting the money what's she bartering for she didn't bring anything she just ran away I don't know is she giving the dwarves money away I, she breaks into their vault and sells their chance. diamonds. She never has a... Oh, that's it. She's got the diamonds. Well, oh, the diamonds bitch. aren't in the grids. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that is a, a, a change that makes complete sense. Because you're like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop letting anyone in the house. And if I was a dwarf, I'd be like, one of us is staying home with you from now on. Yeah. We're going to rotate because like you can't... They never do. ...be trusted. Like, and in the Disney movie, it makes sense. Because like... They know the evil queen's pissed, but they don't know that she knows where she is. So they're like, it's fine. Yeah. But like in this one, it's like, there's two attempts on her life. So I'd be like, or I'd be like, you're coming with us. Yeah. You are going to mine with us because you can't, you clearly can't be trusted at any point. But yeah, yeah so she. I think the fairy tale just really plays on the fact that she is a kid. Like, no kid would just, like, do this But then stuff. why are the dwarves being stupid? But like, let's just accept that Snow White's an idiot. They but, like, see her, at the, I think, in the fairy tale as a means to an end. Like, she is here, and we are cleaning for her. We don't have to protect her. She is just being housed here, and she is doing our housework. <laughs> like, I don't think they even like just... her. Like, the only reason, and then... No, no, but they put her up in a nice glass coffin when she dies. I think that's just because they're weird. <laughs> I don't even think they That is, I think, okay, so moving ahead of the plot. So she eats the apple in the Disney. She, putting up quotes here, dies. And then they put her in the glass coffin. And in the Grimm's, this is the first time the prince sees her. And he's like, yeah. who is that sexy corpse? I want to take her back to the castle. He's fascinated. And the dwarves agree. They're like, oh yeah. Take her up and because like, he says he's a prince. That's it. He just uh, yeah. says he is. And I'm like, There's this no proof. is so weird. Why do you like? Because at least in the Disney movie, it to me, I'm like, they've met before. He gave her a nice, gentle kiss on the lips, whatever. And like, it wasn't even like a super romantic kiss on the lips. It was very gentle. It's a very normal. I mean, at least. There, there have been times where people kiss the corpse in the coffin. Yeah. I don't personally go around kissing corpses, but that's just me. Um, but it's not that weird culturally. And then, like, in this, he just wants to to take her home. And then she wakes up. That's and I, a part of me was expecting him to be like, oh, man. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with a living woman? <laughs> you know? Like, but, okay. <laughs> let's just leave her. We're getting a little ahead. Let's just double back just a second. Well, did I miss anything? What? No, not in the Grimm's, but in the Disney. No, but she ate the apple, that's what I said. 
No, but like... Oh, we forgot the, the queen dying. Yeah, because okay, in the Disney... Yeah. Okay, so these animals in the Disney movie, in the Grimm's movie, in the Grimm's fairy tale, they don't give a fuck after she just, like, you know, hangs out with them for, like, a second. But in this one, these animals are at her beck and call. Like, they are protective of her, more protective than the dwarves, to be honest. And as soon as they know that she's in trouble, they go and get the dwarves to come back and murder the queen. Who, by the way, they know. Well, okay. They know for a fact this woman is the queen. In all fairness, though, going back, the animals pull, start pulling the dwarves when the queen's just in there. She's not killed Snow White yet. So they're trying to prevent... Snow White's death at first. Okay, then I guess they like... Yeah, because I thought the same thing. I was like, why are they in such a rush? She's dead. But then I forgot that she hadn't eaten the apple yet. Yeah. So no, they bring her back, and then... they Yeah, they do... They just grab some clubs and start chasing her into the woods. And I'm like, what is your end goal here besides to beat this woman to death? Which um, again, they know. This is the queen Yeah, so this, is, this is treason. They're, They're committing, treason. committing the... Highest treason by murdering their country's ruler. Oh, yeah. They are peasant folk. And it's not like they don't know who she is. They already have all these government conspiracy theories about her. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> grumpy. She's invisible and she's in the room. Okay. But yeah, I think what got me that I had not noticed just like until this viewing was the vultures that the queen's been kind of having around. And these vultures are watching mm-hmm. as she falls off the cliff. And they smile and then start to circle down. And I, they're going to eat her. And yeah. I had never noticed that. I, I seriously, I've seen this movie a thousand times. Because you already associate her with like pretty evil birds because she has a raven with her who's like afraid of her and stuff. And She's so rude to that bird. Ugh, poor bird. But these vultures who you just associate are going to be on her side because they're also like buzzards and vultures are associated with like carcasses, roadkill, carry on, all that shit. No, they're going to eat her. Yeah, they're just going to eat her. It was so weird. I just like can't imagine making this children's movie and being like, and then the birds are going to eat her flesh. Again, we're back to eating the flesh. Now she won't get to go to heaven. I don't think she was on her way there anyway. But oh, I'm just I never saying. even thought about that. That could just be like just a coming full circle kind of a thing. Where like now no. her flesh gets eaten. No, she's gonna get eaten. But <laughs> like yeah. the pig she is. So we went back and forth. But anyway, Snow White wakes up. And then oh, I actually wakes up. That... Different methods, remember? Well, yeah, because he kisses her versus the apple getting dislodged and the magic of the poison yeah. of the apple. In the fairy tale, she chokes on the apple, and that is what makes her not die. Which is interesting, because like the kiss of true love then really was more of a Disney creation. I guess in Sleeping Beauty, I think in the Grimm's, I'll have to check that. I believe that that's a kiss of true yeah. love. But it's interesting that they and I thought I thought the added weird... that. And then I I thought but this I when I you heard... want to watch a cartoon choke up an apple. I mean, it is one of those things where I'm like, we could go back to the Grimm's, but again, that's watching that. <laughs> like, you know what's not pretty? Watching someone choke up an apple. I just don't think that in my movie I want to end with. I imagine, like, the whole fucking apple core come out and people being like, did you even, like, chew? Yeah. <laughs> Like, what did you do? You just swallowed the whole thing? God, you suck. Fucking animal. We have to remember her brain is significantly deteriorated at this point. At this point, people tried to kill her four times. Wait, maybe three. I I, lost I mean, if we're counting the huntsman. Oh, shit, yeah. Four times. The huntsman, the bodice, the poison comb, and the apple is what almost exceeded. That is four yeah, time. no, her brain is comp- 
completely like honeycombed. Like she, there's nothing else there. <laughs> there's nothing there besides an empty cavern. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she's not well. That's where the echo comes from, actually, when she sings into the wall. Oh, <laughs> <her own head. laughs> no. Um, but yeah, and so I thought this was actually kind of weird, and like I don't think it's the actual case, but it was just that that icky thought where I thought that true love's kiss was just a one-way thing but I remembered that she professed her love to this guy that she just met by the well but I just felt so gross when I saw it I'm like he just sees her as a prize to then take home and I'm like I do wonder because she doesn't even say goodbye to the dwarves she does she kisses all of them oh you're right except for doc she kisses all of them except for doc well because Doc, you remember. He's... She kisses, because I was counting. I'm like, that's six kisses. There's seven of them. I know wow. she forgot someone. No, um, she does. She kisses them. I forgot. Um, but anyways, back to the prince. I thought, honestly, when I saw this, I was like, oh, so he's the real winner here. And because I thought, like, <laughs> it's just that thing where he takes her back to this now, like, king and queenless utopia with the princess in tow and because he's gonna marry her he'll just rule this land and i thought it was just this like meticulous string pulling by this neighboring country to essentially have this other country with this like vain queen and her rags to riches daughter cave in on itself so the prince can come in and rule everything it was like <laughs> I do wonder about, like, what happens with that other kingdom. Do they just get to rule both? Oh, yeah. Well, that's gotta be... So, had they just combine yeah. one kingdom? It seems like the people of those kingdoms might not be thrilled about that, but... Like, Snow White, in the end, her entire country is just gone. I'm assuming it's just got absorbed by the princess. Especially since... Because, like, in, she doesn't have any power. In the movie, it shows she was asleep for a year. They oh, yeah. the season. Well, and I wonder if they had another monarch take over within that time, because it's like the princess is dead and the queen is dead. They had a year. I'm sure there was another like transition of power. Because it also said like the prince was looking for her, so I bet we he's probably just thought like... about this more than anyone. No, <laughs> see, like... but this is the theories that I like. It said that he no. was looking for her. Yeah, he's like... been doing it for a year because he knows this is the perfect time to do it. I just <laughs> imagine us sitting over. down and talking to like. Walt Disney about this and then being like you have to stop <laughs> like, and I'm like but no listen <laughs> like, you don't know where this is going you don't know what you've started Walt Disney yeah I was like I will people will overthink this film for like the next century so yeah. can we just I mean we haven't quite hit a century yet but we're getting there yeah oh my god that is a weird fact we're almost at a century of this film being around yeah, got like another 16 years yeah that is crazy but yeah at this point we are at the end she never sees the dwarves again because fuck them I mean, would you? No. I wouldn't fuck them. I would probably I go tell the prince again. where all those diamonds were that they've been hoarding. Oh, yeah. And just kill them. Yeah. <laughs> and they can. Yeah. Because they're royalty. And the dwarves are, again, as I say, are peasant folk. Also, they committed treason. They killed the queen. They killed the queen. Like you said when we were watching it, at this point, out of just revenge. Yeah, it is weird. Because it's like, it'd be one thing if like she had the answer for bringing her back. And they were like, no, go get her. But like... They don't have that authority. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah, they're just going to go kill her. Yeah. Okay, so another thing that we need to talk about. Because it's actually the last difference between the Grim Fairy Tale and the Disney movie is actually how the queen dies because in the grim fairy tale she like gets away with it and continues to rule until snow white wakes up again 
Um, yeah, so they get some iron shoes, put them in the fire, and then put them on her, and she dances. I assume they said make her dance, that she was just doing that, like, organic, like, <laughs> from, like, having a fucking freak yeah. out. I think, like, Midsommar, like, uh, Yeah, and then she, she died. But, like, why? Why that? What does that have they, to do with I mean, anything? that's just all the grim stuff. They always come up with something so morbid and disturbing to like really make sure that the villain got theirs you know like it was because later all deaths with disney are related to gravity right yeah. i mean they fall off yeah. of something into something over something mm -hmm. they fall yeah and and even if that's not what killed them they fall as they die anyway like i mean maleficent was stabbed but she still fell and you know gothel had her like magic aging stuff ruined but she still fell yeah. uh and I feel like Disney kind of just pushed that along, which is weird. It's weird that they'd be like, we're going to make the queen fall so it doesn't upset the kids, but we are going to imply that she was eaten by vultures. <laughs> like, I think this was in that Brothers Grimm movie, but I think the evil queen, her punishment was she was locked in a room with one window for light and a mirror so she could see herself get older and then just die. I mean, it just doesn't seem... And it's like, seem... that's more fitting. <laughs> And I get that we have to kill her. Yeah. Because of the the issue with transition, like, transfer of power. Like, we can't just keep her alive. But I don't know if we need to be so mean about it. Iron shoes. I, that's the thing is, I just didn't understand what that had to do with anything. It doesn't... I, I, I imagine it's just something with the time period that it makes more sense to them. Yeah. That That's my only theory on it. Like, it might just be something, like, the metaphor behind that or the... Or it could be a reference mm -hmm. to someone else who was killed that way that we're not aware of anymore. Uh, a lot of different things could have happened that made more sense to the current audience than it would to us, where it's like, it seems very random, put her in hot shoes, and yeah. then she'll dance to her death. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's just, it was just a weird, I, I just, I don't think I got the, the Grimm's brothers at that. Do you know what they adapted that from? Like... Was that just like what the Grimm's brothers adapted it from? Yeah. Well, I mean, they adapted all, all their of their stories, all right? of their stuff was just general folklore, and a lot of it from other cultures too. Because Germany now gets credit for like inventing fairy tales, which is just not the case. A lot of these fairy tales came from other cultures, and then these stories spread, and then they were like, "Well, let's write them all down." Yeah. And you know, I, to me that makes sense, but it is worth noting that the Grimm's brothers did not invent these fairy tales; they just they wrote them down and mm -hmm. it was, they probably had been written down before that even. It's just that these are the ones that were popular or not. Yeah. It, it's interesting when people say the original fairy tale. I'm like, well, we don't really know the original fairy tale because, I mean, that's just, I mean, the oral tradition, he, he oral, had gone by <laughs> enough that it was hard to tell, like... He, he oral. He, he oral. <laughs> uh, had just passed it around enough. Which, I mean, and we had discussed this previously, but I I think it's worth noting that, like, Disney made an adaptation, but the Grimm's Brothers made an adaptation, too. You know, like, they made their version of Snow White based on details that they had gathered and details that they had added. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with Disney. I mean, they made their version of Snow White based on details that had been previously written and things that they added and took out. Like, it's... And, like, you could kind of say, like, the Grimm's Brothers essentially revolutionized fairy tales, whereas... Walt Disney did the same, but in a different media. I mean, yeah, that's true. Because it's like, 
what we had, what we were left with is that people thought of Grimm's Brothers as an authority of fairy tales, but at this point I would say Disney's a larger authority on fairy tales, so I get kind of sick of that. And animation in general. Yeah, I get kind of sick of that narrative, though, of like, oh, they changed it from the Grimm's, and I'm like, yes, and I mean, it is clear that Disney adapted it from the Grimm's. Mm -hmm. Disney did not collect the old folklore, you know, like, and they even said at the beginning that it was based on the Grimm's fairy tale, so like... It is, but at the same time, all, I mean, the Grimm's brothers also did this, and I'm sure there were people who were reading the Grimm's fairy tales who said, but you changed this and this, (laughs) you know, like, so. Oh, now we're getting into fandom. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I, and we just don't have any of those surviving records because at the time fans didn't have the ability to have their thoughts published at a moment's notice (laughs) so (laughs) people who were angry just kind of faded over time uh and i don't have proof of that obviously but it it is weird to me that grimm's brothers are seen as an authority and not an additional adaptation which is what they are cool all right well i think that's actually a pretty good spot to end i hope you all liked us talking about Snow White because we had a blast. I had yes. a fun time. I think it'd be fun if no one had seen, if someone hadn't seen this before. Oh my god! And they're just like, "What are they talking about?" I also feel like most people don't often watch Snow White, so there's probably details that are like, "Really?" Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll get a good time to sign off. We are Cell Shade. I'm Nick. And I'm Tyler. And we will see you next week where we can talk about anime and, in particular, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Woo! Thank you.